Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod. Yes, sir. What are we talking about today? Man, we're going to finish up our uh, topical discussion on NASCAR. Them roundy round boys. I want to tell you something. Those boys, they just got a hell of a problem going on over there at NASCAR right now. I think so. But first, what do we always do in our first segment? We're going to talk about some upcoming shows. And we're going to cover uh, last week's show. We were at uh, Berea. No, no, actually, we well, were at Quaker we State. Yeah, we were at Quaker State. We weren't Correction, at Berea. We were at Quaker State and Lube enjoying the wings for Berea. That's right. So we were able to raise $1,800 to help out the Berea Bulldogs. That's right. To help the football team out. Maybe they accidentally might win a game this year. Easy. 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 I want to tell you something, though, guys. I love these kind of shows right here because they actually, you know, I got a text from the football coach and. They actually bought cleats for players that couldn't afford them. Yep. So, I mean, it's like, you know what? I'm car showing for a cause. Absolutely. And that's part of the reason why we started this whole thing. Exactly. I mean, you know, we, we take our hobby and our passion, and we raise money for great causes. But there's something else that happened at that show, or more importantly afterwards, that is either going to spawn a whole new, uh, a whole new show topic, or we might talk about it a little bit later if we have time. That's car show etiquette. Well, car show etiquette, and we've touched on this, you know, throughout the episodes and all this stuff, you know. But we're gonna we're gonna talk a little more on it. I think I really think we could dedicate at least a segment to that. So I think we need to touch base with where we're at right now. Right. And I think I think we need to bring some bring some light to these subjects. Absolutely. All right. So coming up next week, we're gonna be going uh, to Clemens, North Carolina, for the fifth annual North Carolina uh, Camaro Gathering, hosted by the fifth gen Camaro. Uh, Camaro of the Carolinas. That's a great show. These guys go all out. Fifth Gen Camaro Club is like no other. And you think, man, it's just one generation Camaros. Actually, it's all generations. Yeah, they're open to all generations. But the thing that's really cool about it is, I mean, these guys come out in packs. Yeah, I mean, you got people coming, they're dedicated coming from uh, Canada. I actually talked to Butch Yates, the president of the club. And he said already over 100 cars have pre-registered. So, so it's gonna, that's going to be a great show. Like I said, it's right outside Winston-Salem. Yep, right outside Winston-Salem. Um, and I talked to Butch. He gave me a little insight on some of the awesome raffle prices they're going to be having on uh, the silent auction. They got a bunch of stuff that's signed by Dale Jr. That's cool because, I mean, you want to hang on to that stuff because Dale Jr., he's it's not a, racing no more. Exactly. So, I mean, that ties in perfectly with the NASCAR topic we're talking about. And I just I think that's awesome to have something that's signed by uh, Dale Jr. And they got plenty of other stuff too. They're going to be raffling off a lot of good stuff. Definitely, definitely. If you're in that neck of the woods, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, at least stick your head in the door, right? That's what I'm saying. Just look around. <laughs> and and that reminds me, there will not be a hot rods and happy hour cruising this uh, this month at Ruby Tuesdays. That's right. So no four lettuces for no. us or anybody else. I'm going to tell you something, guys. That's right. No hot rods and happy hour at Ruby Tuesdays this month because we're going to be in North Carolina. But the next weekend. We're back right here in Greer, as in, I like to say it. In Greer, South Carolina. In Greer. Uh, we're going to be, uh, May 27th, we're going to be at the uh, Mustang Shop. I'm going to tell you something, man. It's like a clash of 
interests. I mean, it's like Camaros one week, Mustangs the next. I don't know which hat to wear. I know. The Mopar guy's got to call us up for a show. I I'm feel, telling well, you. I mean, one of the things crazy, it's like, I feel like we work for rival gangs. Yeah. It's like, ah, this week we're with uh, the Mustangs. This week we're with the Chevys. I'm like, we just, we're in the middle. We just hang out. You know, and, and the... Can't we all just get along? You know, that's why my car's sitting out in the Mustang shop. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll slide a coyote motor in there for me. It needs all the help it can get. That's for sure. <laughs> Easy, man. Anyhow, so I, dro- I drove my hot rod to the studio today. Yeah, well, I got the SS outside. So. Salt in the wound. <laughs> I got the SS outside. Do you want to go? It's a pickup truck, and I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this uh, this show at the Mustang Shop. There's a lot going on. Starting at 9 a.m., it, it, it don't end until the sun drops or the fun stops. Did you come up with that all on your own? I did. I just created that. That's cute. That's just, that's fresh. I got a little tear coming down on that one. I'll tell you what, guys, this is going to be a great show. We're having a beauty contest, and me and Odd Rod herself are going to be judging. And I want to tell you something. There's three things in this world I take serious. Money, cars, and women. Those are three good things. And all three of those things are going to be at that show. Uh, Yeah. Because we're raising money for a great cause. We got beautiful cars. And beautiful women. And you know what's funny about that? Full focus. All right. All three of those things, any one of those things can cost you the other two. Pretty much. <laughs> but you know what? It's a, it's open house for the Mustang shop. It's customer appreciation. All the proceeds are going to benefit the Children's Miracle Network. And we haven't mentioned this, and I feel bad. A good friend of our, Todd Williams, is going to benefit his family. Todd lost his uh, lost his house in a tragic fire about a month yeah, ago. Yeah, about a month ago. It was a horrible house fire. And like I said, Todd's a hot rider, DJ, super cool guy. Got the best hair in the business next to me. <laughs> and uh, he's a super cool guy, though. Like I said, we're going to try to raise some funds for him, help them out, him and his family. Um, also, another thing, Brian, you, you know, this is at the Mustang shop, but this is open to all makes and models. So you Chevy and Mopar guys, y'all need to come on over. Well, import guys as well. That's right. So from 2 to 5 p.m., we're going to have the Miss Mustang pageant. Talk a little bit more about that. I know uh, the Mustang shop is giving away some sort of, uh, like, cash prize. Uh, uh, a cash prize? A uh, cash prize. And also, um, well, I think they're doing it in the form of a scholarship, but definitely a money giveaway there. That's what I'm screaming. Um also, though, beauty and brains. Beauty and brains. Also, they're going to uh, they're going to be giving away a uh, photo shoot for the Miss Mustang calendar. That's cool. I mean, to be involved in a calendar project for the you know these gar- these girls are in the pageant, right? That's a big opportunity. Then we have a scholarship on the line too. So, ladies, like I said, if you want to strut your stuff, you need to contact the nice folks at the Mustang Shop. And here's the coolest part: they're having their Dino Day the same day. So, starting at 9 a.m. Three pools for, for 60. sixty bucks. You can't beat that's that. That's cheap, dude. and they're gonna give you your printout. That's, so, I mean, so that's like that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I know um, <laughs> if it gets done in time, the white wagon's gonna crawl up on the dyno, and we're gonna see what she's got. It's gonna crawl up on there. Probably. Let's just roll up there. It's probably gonna get pushed up there. The way things are going. <laughs> I'm telling you, worst luck ever. <laughs> it's horrible. I can't. I can't catch a break. I now. think. I think it's a sign. Yeah, maybe I should turn away from wagons. I don't know. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I ever said. I'm going to stick with them. But, yeah, they're giving away awards uh, to the highest and lowest horsepower, so I'll probably get the lowest. I'll be a good runner for that. Zero. Yeah. No, Alan's actually told me, he said they got a car there that gets like 32 horsepower on the dyno. It's, it's pretty bad. You can't even get that. No, I can't, <laughs> I can't even get that. So 
But and then the car show hosted by us. Hot rods and happy hour. That's right. Playing your favorites, entertaining the crowd. We always have a good time with car shows. I love doing these kind of car shows. You know, like I said, raising money for great causes, pretty cars, beautiful women. What more can you ask for, honestly? Listen, win, win, win across the board. <laughs> so we're going to be giving away a top 25. There will be a five specialty awards and a best in show. That's what I'm screaming, guys. So, Registration cuts off at 11 a.m., so you want to get there bright and early, get you a good spot, get signed up. And then, coming up, we're, we're already breaking towards June. June 3rd, we're going to be at Back well, to the No, 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 no. You're right. Back off. May 29th. There you go. We're going to be at the Applebee's in Easley. That's right, kids. Memorial Day, Monday. We're going to be in Easley at the Applebee's. Great show for an even better cause for Make-A-Wish. Absolutely. See, we done this show last year, and I loved it. It's we a great show, and out. we packed it out. And then, I want to tell you something. You got a good place. You know, If you want to get a cold beer or you want to get something good to eat, you're right there in the Two parking lot. Two for 20? Line. I mean, what's up? That's what I'm screaming. I mean, you know, take your date, save some money, go to a car show, win-win. Absolutely. No salad and, bar. And, but helping, and helping the cause, so win, win, win. Yes, and helping a great cause like Make-A-Wish. All right, so June 3rd, I can say it now, we're going to be uh, over at Heritage Park for Back, back to the to Basics. I'll tell you what, Back to Basics, that's calling all youngsters. Calling all youngsters. I want to tell you something about Back to Basics. This year, I feel like I babysit, but I love it. Oh, we have fun there, man. It's like It's like all the... Early 20-somethings and the 18-year-old guys and the 19-year-olds, come stay at Uncle Rob's. I'll watch you for the night. And, you know, we got great music. I mean, there was like 550 cars there. Yeah, they the always bring a it. crowd. They always I bring, mean, bring crowd, a crowd, man. great music. We got the lights going on the trailer. Can't beat it, man. And they always got food vendors, too, which is cool. I've, then, I've never and, been able to visit guys, one. But. I'll tell you what. And, yeah, really, because we're working it. But I want to tell you something else that's really cool about this show is they have so many, like, activities. Yeah. Oh, they got yeah. the car limbo. They had the tug of war. And might I say Hot Rods and Happy Hours team won last time. <coughs> I'm just Bass. saying. We got it. All right, Rob. We got to pay some bills, and then we can get into talking about some NASCAR here and why they might not be able to pay some bills much longer. I'm going to tell you something. It's adding up, and, and, and their wallet's looking a little thin, guys. Stick around. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod. What's going on, man? I tell you what, guys. Odd Rod has got NASCAR fever on me over here. He's just talking about these round and round. I want to tell you something. He can't even turn right right now if he had to. Well, I was mesmerized, man. I was watching the race there just at Talladega. No, you were hypnotized. You yeah. were mesmerized. I was, I was watching the race at Talladega. I was like, Snap round out of it. And round and round. I was like, look, he made another left turn. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you. I mean, NASCAR. You, you know what they ought to do? Instead of staging the races, uh, you know, like in uh, Talladega, they stopped like two or three times there and, you know, brought, scrunched them back up and staged the race. Instead of doing that, they ought about halfway through the race, stop the race, flip them around, let them go the other direction. Make some right turns for once in a while. Let's mix it up. Well, actually, I'd rather... And hell, split the pack up. Make half of them go one way and half of them go the other way. Well, there's several reasons... That would reason. be entertaining. Well, I'd rather there's several reasons why you can't do that. Do you realize that the steering boxes on those cars, they're only made to turn left. I mean, it'll turn right, Keep but a spare turns- one. My God, they got millions of dollars. Keep a spare one around. Let's make this entertainment. You know what? If you start making them go, let's just make it a demolition derby. And be why done with not? It. If you start making these things go in right, right turns halfway through the race, guess what? Your boy Odd Rod will be at every NASCAR race. I promise you, front row seats. Robert, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. What's up? 
stay away from racing. <laughs> just just stay. You know what side you know side note, I saw online, you might have seen this. You see where they're having demolition drag racing now? Yes, they are having I'm demolition. sold on that. I mean it'll tear it'll tear surprise, track apart. Surprise surprise. Dude, that is a new redneck sport and I'm all for it. I wanna tell you something. I wanna tell you something else they're doing with the Greenville Pick and Speedway. How about you making laps in your own car? I've made a lap in the booth thing around Greenville Pick and Speedway, and it's a lot of fun, but can you imagine I'm gonna a tell you something. five dollars and a smash bucket on your head, <laughs> and you can make laps around the historic half-mile oval? Anthony Anders, if you're listening to me, please call me. I will gladly come out there and announce that for free. I just got to see that action. I'm going to tell you something. That's a great, That's That's got to be fun. Do they have a breathalyzer? They need one, probably. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I have this vision of an 18-year-old kid in his dad's Corvette just slamming the wall. Who would turn their 18-year-old kid loose in a Corvette? Yeah, you know, not me, but I'm just saying. I think it'd be great. I want to see it. I mean, it's going to be fun, and it's going to happen. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. All right, so let's get let's get to the topic here. NASCAR. NASCAR. Last week, we were talking NASCAR. We talked about the rise of NASCAR, how Big Bill France Empire rose to the top and nearly uh, topped out NFL in popularity. Yeah, but now they barely top out the Girl Scouts. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's getting bad, guys. And I'm going to tell you something. There's several reasons why. And it's changed. Well, I mean, it's, it's totally changed. It's like you talked about last week. You know, you, you got your rock star drivers now. Well, and this is the problem. NASCAR has got some major growing pains. And you say, well, Rob, I thought you said you know, they're in their demise. Would you say grow it? Well, NASCAR is dying in one way and growing in another. And you got to think, you still got your diehard Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, those guys. The Intimidator wasn't a rock star. He wore his mirrored shades. He'd walk up to the track. He'd get in his car and take care of business. Right. Now they're Hollywood. Right. I mean, you're absolutely it's right. It's totally different. I mean, they walk they're out. They're unapproachable. They walk out like wrestlers. And, I mean, these guys are, I mean, you know, they got the look and you know what I'm saying. I mean, and it's great. Well, it's but, like even Dale Jr., and he was a superstar. He is a superstar, rather. But even him, he was like the last of the good guys. You know what I mean? Well, I mean. He was the face of NASCAR, and now he's leaving. Uh, he was the beginning. He was, he's in that new bunch, too. I mean, He is, but, I mean, I with the name. Like, I put it like this. Sterling Marlin, I got one better than that. Bill Elliott can walk into Walmart right now. Let Dale Jr. walk into Walmart. Oh, I agree. I won't fit. Justin Bieber would have a better chance in Walmart than Dale Jr., <laughs> especially in South Carolina. I agree. I agree. I mean, and it's the truth. You know why? Because they're like little rock stars. And, and it's not just the it's not just the uh, drivers. I mean, look now, you got owners and you know big corporate bigwigs landing next to the track, especially up in Charlotte, right there on the helicopter pad, and that's how they come in. Back in the day, they rolled up in a Cadillac. They were more personable. Now it's got away from they're that. unapproachable. Yeah, I mean that's just it. They're they're completely unapproachable. Well, I mean, and the whole sports became that way. It's just got blown extremely way out of proportion. And I want to tell you something. And, you know, we may be getting a little off track, but I tell you, they call it stock car racing. There's nothing stock about a stock car. Well, you know what? There's Robert Duvall, Days of Thunder. <laughs> there's nothing about the cars that are normal cars. See, that's that's another problem. These cars, I mean, people used to go out and buy a car because they saw it going around the NASCAR, well, NASCAR track. You race it on Sunday, sell it on Monday. Exactly. And now you look at them, yeah, they're Ford, they're Dodge, they're Toyota. No, no, they're, uh, shaped like, they're, bars, of, they're bars of soap. They're yeah. just rounded off with different stickers on them. Exactly. Some have tour stickers. 
Some have SS stickers, Camaro stickers, or whatever it is this week. Or some have Camry stickers on. See, back in the day, that's why you got your uh, Grand Prix Aero Coupes. And, and there was only, what, like 215 made? Or you got your Monte Carlo SS Aero Coupes. Well, I or mean, you the, had, the Grand you know, Prix. Buick Regals. And that's the reason you had, you know, the Pontiac. Well, like I said, you had the Pontiacs and the Grand Prix and all that. And then you had the Buick Regals. And then you had, you know, the Ford Thunderbird. I mean, that was the only reason that car even probably stuck around was before NASCAR. Well, the, the Grand Prix Aero Coupe version, there's like 215 ever made. And that the reason is. When's the is last you, time you've seen an 84 Pontiac Grand Prix? You don't. Much less narrow coupe. Yeah, you don't. And the reason is they they had to make that X amount for it to be a become a NASCAR. Yeah, I mean it's got to be a production car. So the production number was like in the two hundreds. So with the Pontiac Grand Prix, they only made a couple hundred of these. That's what I'm saying. And, and you don't have that anymore. People went out and bought these cars because they saw them Their racing. Favorite drivers drove one like it. Exactly. And, and you don't have that no more. What do you got? A sticker. On yeah. a shell? Well, I mean, and that's it. I mean, they're not, even, nothing they're look, not even shaped like those cars anymore. There's absolutely nothing to look up to. I mean, there's nothing to look up to. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. you got all the money, and you got all the hype, and you've got all this. I mean, it's just unapproachable. So now you got your good old boys, your classic NASCAR fans. They feel left out. Oh, well, and I'm going to tell you something about money. Yeah, NASCAR's money is stacked to the ceiling. But I'm going to tell you what, the foundation in that house is cracking, buddy. Oh, I promise you that. It's hitting the ground. And, you know, they're, they're having sponsor problems. They're having, and I mean, it's not just NASCAR having sponsor problems. But, I mean, we have team owners having sponsor problems. And I'm going to fill you in on a little secret. You think, like, you know, Roush Fenway and, you know, and all these teams. I'm going to tell you something. Without sponsors, there's, there's no such. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing. I mean, a couple of them, like Stuart Haas. Haas, you know, there's all the Haas machinery. He's a multi-billionaire several yes, times over. But Rick Hendrick, they will always be. But you get they're these, still playing with other people's money. You get in these smaller teams, especially. Oh yeah, they're definitely playing with other people's money. But you I get promise these, you, they'll have super cutbacks without sponsors. Exactly, exactly. And then you know you look at the race car tracks like Charlotte. Just re, you know, this has been back in several years ago, but they just removed thousands of seats. Daytona, I was down there. Uh, at a turkey run, when they were removing the seats, they went from 159,000 to 101,000 seats. That's 58,000 seats. 58,000 seats gone. And why? Because they're they trying to... They can't fill them. They can't fill them. They're trying to make them look uh, fuller. So you remove well, the Talladega's seats. Well, removed 65,000. Michigan's yep. removed seats. Even Atlanta. 30,000. Atlanta's not a big track. No, and you take away 30,000 seats from Atlanta, which they already have done. Atlanta's like a fishbowl compared to Charlotte. Yeah, even, all right, look up at Indianapolis. Obviously, they're not going to take away any well, seats there, but they'll cover them with big sponsor banners so they well, look, look at, full. I look at Bristol. Yeah. I mean, Bristol, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's you know, a notch above Greenville Big and Speedway. And, and, I mean, but they can't even fill it up, fill up little Bristol. No. But the football game does. Oh, yeah, the football game definitely does. All right, speaking of removing things, we got to remove ourselves from these mics and pay some bills. That's right, guys. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Rod Rod? Yes, sir, Rod Pitts. What's up? I'm going to tell you something. We're talking about all this NASCAR thing. Man, it's got me getting a headache right now. Oh, my goodness. What a, oh, I feel like I need to go get a Tylenol, man. All this talking about taking seats out and motorsports dying. This breaks my heart. I'm not even the biggest NASCAR fan. May I recommend Advil? Fast acting relief. Or an Excedrin. Or go all Richard Petty. How about Getty's power? Exactly. You see, this is the problem with NASCAR now, though. It's became billboards running around in a track. Yeah. I mean, it's all about sponsor dollars and because it costs so much money to race in NASCAR. 
Yeah, well, those cars give def- new definition to sticker charged. Well, I mean, these guys take sponsorship to the next level. There's nothing wrong with sponsors for things, guys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's helped the motorsport grow, but I think it's also helped it grow so much that it's hurt it. Yeah. When when you're self-reliant on that, and speaking of which. It's not even self-reliant. I mean, they're, 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 they're sponsoring the, the car. That's great. But, I mean, it's just to the next level. Yeah, and, and Steve Phelps, who is NASCAR's chief marketing officer, said the economic downturn in 2009 hurt NASCAR probably more than any other sport because of the dependence of sponsorship. You know how you eliminate that? Get rid of the Don't make it millions and millions of dollars to race. Well, and I, I think it, you know, I think it, get back to those roots, man. Get back to when you kind of run what you brung, you know, you built what you well, can afford. This is this is my thing with that. They have so many rules and they change so much stuff and a lot of it's for safety and I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. It's like the Hans device after Dale died, you know, that's a great thing. Yes. And, had, had, and no one can say this, but had Dale Earnhardt Sr. had a Hans device, he'd probably still be with us today. Uh, you can't, you can't really say that, but, I, you know, it's a, it's a good indication. Well, you know what I'm saying, and the and the economic downturn hurt a lot of things in 2009. I mean, it hurt the real estate market, it hurt the automotive, it hurt everything. Yeah, I mean, unless it you killed the old car hobby, and, unless you're like me and you know broke or so broke you couldn't tell it. Yeah, it hurt you. Well, and I mean, this is the thing with that. I mean, I think that they were being a little over the top, being a little dramatic when they said it probably hurt them more than any other sport. I want to tell you another way to do this: cut the prices of those tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who supports NASCAR? Us blue-collar, working-class Americans. The guys who have to live paycheck to paycheck and, you know, struggle our way through. And if we want to go see a NASCAR race, and God forbid we want to take the wife and kids, a $120 ticket just ain't going to cut it, buddy. How about if you want to get you one of them hot dogs? Oh, yeah, $8 hot dog, $6 beer, you know, $5 drink. I mean, come on, man. Let me tell you, it's a very expensive venture, and that's why more people are watching it on TV, but they're not watching it on TV because they're being turned away from it. You know, honestly, I joked about it in the last segment about watching Talladega. I didn't. You know what you do? You watch SportsCenter, you see the crashes, and you see who won because that's all you really care about. And it's sad to say, but it's true. I mean, and they had a big big wreck at Talladega. How do I know that? SportsCenter. Thank you. You just killed the magic. I mean, but that's the problem. It's not me killing the magic. I'm just speaking the truth. NASCAR has killed the magic for many, many years. I want to tell you something, guys. I want, I want, I'll tell you what. I want to slow this down a little bit. I want to tell you a little story. There used to be a guy. You know, my family owns a diesel truck shop. You know, and it's, it's been around since 1968. There's a lot of old-timers that I deal with on a daily basis. And there's this old man. His name was Coley. This man was one of the best transmission rear-end guys you've ever met in your life. Period. He was old school. Carried a little toolbox with him. You know, just like a handheld toolbox. Right. It had a homemade hammer in it. <laughs> but this guy, I'm going to tell you something. When he swung that hammer, damn it, you knew it. That man could swing a hammer like Babe Ruth hit a baseball. I mean, he when he made contact with metal, <laughs> something was coming. I promise you. <laughs> and this old man, I mean, he was probably... He was old the first time I ever saw him, but he loved NASCAR. And he would collect the 124th diecast. Right. Every year, whatever new cars got added or new sponsors, he made sure he went out and got that diecast. He got those race action cars. Right. 124. And it was so funny, he would keep an index card in his wallet of the cars he had and the ones he needed. 
<laughs> but he kept up with it. And every Monday he'd come in the shop. He said, boy, did you catch that race? No, but he'd sit down and tell you word for word what the first 10 cars did the entire race, lap for lap. He watched it because he was a fan. And, see, and you know, Cole has been dead for years now. But I want to tell you something. I don't think he would like NASCAR now. No. And see, that's just it. My boss, Chad Gold, great guy. And he has the same die-cast collection. He has one I want so bad. It's, it's Dale Earnhardt when he rolled the car several times and still went on the win the race or, you know, wrecked it up pretty bad. It's banged up die-cast. That's the only one I, I see of value. But anyhow. and, and Give Chad, me my hammer. And Chad's even went around and had plenty of these signed by drivers. But you know what? Because of the devaluing of NASCAR, what are they even worth now? He's probably got thousands upon thousands of dollars because Chad was a fan. And I tried to get him in here tonight, but he's he's been busy. But... And, and the reason I want him in here is because of how hardcore of a fan he was and how he's lost the luster of it now. Well, you uh, know, I got and, and and that's the thing. I mean, people are getting turned away from it. I mean, unless you're just wealthy or or well off or just financially secure, you don't go to NASCAR races. Well, it's like he used It's he, a treat. Chad, Chad used to race uh, go-karts back in the day. It where a lot of NASCAR drivers got their start. And uh he used to race back when uh uh what's the young kid's name? Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain used to race go-karts as well, and they've raced together. And here's the problem. You, you pull up, and here comes Trevor Bain and his big million-dollar rig. And, you know, and that's the thing. It's money. It don't matter. Well, that's with all motorsports. I mean, it's not just NASCAR or, or go-kart racing. I mean, that's all motorsports. Somebody's going to have a little more money. They're going to show a little more. Their car's going to be a little faster. But I think it's just not as personal. I mean, it's always been an expensive sport to do, but even spectators are being turned away. Yeah, but well, what what my point with money is, you know, you look back in the day of Junior Johnson and all them, they didn't have money. They're not humble. Yeah, they didn't have money. They, you know, you got people retiring. I mean, and like we talked about this last week, but I mean, and it, and it really burns me up. You know what really burns me up is you got all these drivers and they're retiring. And like I said, we touched on this last week, but this is the thing that burns me up. These guys are millionaires. They're yeah. not race car drivers. They're rich. They got their money. They got their health. They're getting the hell out. They're done. They don't care what their fans think. They don't care what anybody thinks. Now, step back a generation. Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Kelly Yarborough, go back even further. Harry Gant, Morgan Shepard, Bill Elliott. These guys raced till they couldn't race no more. They raced till they were old men. You, you forgot about one uh, one very important racer. Richard Petty. No, Stroker Ace. Stroker Ace, like you, is a fictitious character, Odd Rod. <laughs> Stroker was the man. In one movie. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, these people. And, and, I mean, this is the thing, though. They've turned on their fans. I mean, they're just like. In you, essence, you're right. Hey, in I'm essence, pull, you're right. I'm pulling for Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards is my boy. Where's who, Carl? Who are you pulling? For? Where's Carl at? Yeah. Where's, your, where's your boy? Yeah, where's Carl? I mean, cousin Carl, then less now. But, I mean, and, and that's just it. And, and, you know, I was doing a little reading and research, and, um, uh, there's a NASCAR fan who, uh, his name is Steve Tyler, or Steve Taylor, sorry. And uh, he said in a post online, he said, You can't just turn a Shade Tree Garage event into an elitist affair and expect the fans that made the sport to keep it keep on liking it. True, truer words have never been spoken. The man hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say anything more past that. I mean, you take an event that started literally in a cow pasture, like we said last week. Well, I mean, this is the thing. They took the Grand Ole Opry yep. and went Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Made a Hollywood production of it. I mean, they went from Hee Haw to Comic View. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just it. And, and your fans that were there from the beginning, you know, your, your ex-moonshiners and their family. Well, now, if you want to even keep up in the sport, you better have a suit and tie on. You better come from money. Yeah. Your, your daddy better have a suit and tie on. <laughs> yeah, and, and his daddy as well. And had you one of them good go-kart racing careers. You know, and Stephen went on to say, he said, there was a sincerity in the sport that got lost when the helicopter fly-ins, the $120 tickets, and the sameness in the cars, like we mentioned earlier. Exactly. Well, I mean, the thing is, all the things that the spectators liked, they it, took away. Yeah, it's gone. I mean, all your restrictor plates, you know, all these, like we said, all these rules that... Well, you, you pretty much you take it. It's well, almost like well, bracket racing. Well, it's that, and I mean, it's the chase. And then they move this around, and they change the rules for this. And then every two years, they got a new corporate sponsor, and this and that. It's changing so much. And the reason it's changing is because NASCAR is making all these changes, and it's killing them. Yeah. But they're too. Brian France is too dumb to see that you know you had a good thing going. Just kind of stick with it and ride it out. Well, his, his father built an empire, and now he's tearing it apart. Honestly. Piece by piece. Yeah. And, and I don't know. And the bad thing is, Brian France is not a young guy. It's not like it's been run by a 22-year-old kid. He's 50-something years old. Yeah, he, you would think he, he's taking on something he should be very knowledgeable about. And I don't know. And, and it might not be his fault. It, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I tell you what I do know. What's that? We got to pay some bills, Hot Rod. Do we? All right, guys. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So we're sitting here about paying, you know, NASCAR and all their sponsorship, and now we got to. Exactly. Oh, man. All right, let's go to break. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. Yes, sir. So we're still talking about NASCAR. We we? are, and you know what? I got to make a little rant here. Oh, Lord. Hang on. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. What are you doing? Dragging up your soapbox. <laughs> Thank you. It is quite heavy, wasn't it? It is. All right. So here, here's my rant. Like, I'm 27 years old, and I often and, and, and stop and take in this fact that you don't see kids outside no more. You ever notice that? You're a kid, Odd Rod. I'm not a kid. I love, I love I want you to know, I'm, I'm 27. I'm this many. <laughs> I'm this old. And I want you to know, you don't see kids playing outside no more. Are you, are you getting lonely? Well, look. All right. <laughs> Ain't nobody come play. Look, and I know, I know, all right, I know I'm young, and this wasn't that long ago, but I used to come home from school, you rush through your homework so you could go outside and either help dad work on the car or go ride your bike or something, right? You remember those days, do you not? Yeah. All right. I do. So here's my problem. You don't see that anymore. See, it was exciting to come home and help dad work on the car because we were broke and it was broke all the time. But you don't see kids doing that anymore. They're not getting passionate about it. But why? Because they're they're so busy playing on the Xbox or got their smartphone in their hand or something. They're not wanting to learn, you know, anything like that. And I think that, too. Hang on, Audra. Did you just say what I think you just said? I did. Say, uh, what did I say? Hang on. Hang on. Come in. Bring it in. Bring right. it in. What's Bring up? It in. What's up? Good hug. Good hug. I really, really think you had a non-millennial moment just then. I did. It touched my heart. And and that's what I'm saying, Rob, is now this millennial generation has come along, and they're so busy about the product in their hand or sending a tweet about what President Trump's doing or something like that, 
to even pay exactly. Why are you worried about how our country is being run? Right, that's I, silly. You need to worry about a car, or you need to worry about playing outside. Exactly. I mean, you're a kid for Christ's sakes. You're exactly right. Well, this but, is the, but that's thing just with it. This. That's just it. It's, it's harming the sport of NASCAR. I think. So you're saying kids are killing NASCAR? In, in a sense, yes, because um, no, they're not getting into the sport. I mean, when they're I, not getting into anything that's not when, in their phone. Exactly. When I was a kid, I had a you know a NASCAR collection, a little one twenty fourth scale NASCAR collection. And guess what? I'd race all around the driveway. I mean, kid, you don't see kids doing that anymore. Well, I mean, I want to tell you something. That whole everything's changed. I mean, there's kids. Your kids will never know what a model car is. Uh, not if I have anything to do with it. But you're right. I mean, it's like the term "rolling up a window." Our kids will never know what rolling up a window is. Exactly. I mean, honestly, if, if you're not underprivileged and don't have an old busted car, you'll never know what rolling up a window is or, you know, dialing up the phone. Well, I mean, people just, the world's a changing place and technology is a great thing, but sometimes you need to stop and just kind of like take it back. And I think that's that's harm NASCAR because you don't have these kids who are out, you know, high school kids out in the driveway i done this. They're not riding their bike pretending they're Dale Earnhardt. No, I assure you. No, they're not sticking up. Are, they, are, 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 are the kids going to ride their bikes and be like, okay, I'm pulling a Carl Edwards. I'm going in now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but I mean, sticking a, sticking a plain deck card in your spoke so it made the muffler sound. I mean, the kids don't know nothing about that anymore. I mean, they don't. But my point is, I did this when I was in college. I was 19 years old. I was driving my 63 you Chevy. Were, you were playing with cars when you were 19? I was. Bigger cars though, but I was in my I was in my Bel Air, and I came home from school because uh, college was like right down the road. So I came home, grabbed me a bite of lunch. And I know some oil leaking on on my car, and I had about an hour break. So you know what I done? I pulled the distributor out, popped off the intake, changed out the gasket, put it back on, put the distributor back in, and went back to school. Kids nowadays can never handle that task. Some kids can. I mean, you're, you're mechanically inclined. Kids can. But kids don't do that anymore. I mean, you're talking about changing intake on a car or changing intake gaskets on a car, rather. I mean, kids don't even change a spare anymore. That's what you got AAA. You're, you got roadside I know, and, and that's exactly the problem. This They're is not the problem. Right there. It's very, they need assistance. Yes. They need assistance. I'm going to fill you in on something. You got two hands, you got two feet, and you got an able mind. There's not a thing in this world you can't do. And that's the, that's the exact problem. These kids we're raising today are NASCAR drivers. I won't tell you kids something. Kids of I your like, I want to call my dad up right now, so you'd be so proud. <laughs> kids of your generation, you know, very few of my generation, because I'm I'm kind of splitting the gap of your generation and the kids now. I'm kind of splitting that gap. I'm like an in betweener, but. Kids, like I would say some of my generation and especially of your generation, they are the guys you see in the pit crew of NASCAR know how to work on these things. Well, you know, they know those how to guys build are them. true athletes. The Absolutely. Guys in the I mean, a lot of those guys are like NFL players or, or like college football players that didn't, weren't quite good enough for NFL. They went to NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, Tire and, changers, fuel guys. And that's the truth for a lot of them. A lot of these guys are athletes. A lot of them. And, and that's just the thing. You, you know, they enjoy it. They, they're in there. The driver, he's the rock star. He's the kids we're raising nowadays. Well, you know what's going to happen, Rob, is you're going to raise up this generation of these um, entitled kids, I'll say, and we're not going to have anyone in the pit crew anymore. There's not going to be a pit crew because, oh, I can't get my hands dirty. I think there will always be a pit crew because there's always going to be athletes of a sense. I think that's fine. The thing that bothers me, though, guys, and I want to tell you something. You know what? My dad, he was a mechanic. 
race cars. You know, your dad was mechanically inclined. He showed you things. Get your hands dirty, guys. That's it. I mean, and that's what I'm saying, man. Go out and get your hands dirty. You know, get you an old muscle car. Don't you know? Don't be that kid in high school who's got to have the newest car. I know that's cool and all that. But I mean, when I went to school, I drove around in an in in '88 Delta '88 is what I drove. A 1988 Delta '88. Someone kids don't even know what that, that is. That's a beast of a ride. That's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing special. And I had to keep it so going. I t- so I tell you, your Friday and Saturday nights were were wide open. <laughs> No, because you know what I did? I went out against my parents' bare judgment, and I'm glad, you know, one of them's not listening. But I went out and raced it because I wanted to be involved in that, and that's all I had. And well, I mean, and that's the thing. That's how it always starts. You know, it's like, like we had Tom Lukens on the show last week. You know, he was talking about racing his dad's car that he drove to the drag strip because the bug bit him. And I want to tell you something, guys. You know, the bug's not going to bite you sitting on your butt playing Xbox. You know, you get your kids out there. Get their hands dirty. Putting brakes on the family car. Changing the oil in the car. Doing something. Just get out there and get active in it. And that's exactly it. And then, Go and to then, a car show. Yeah. For crying out loud, go to one. You might learn what something is older than you. But, I mean, you, and then you got these kids who got these new cars, you know, and I love new cars, too. I'm kind of the spokesperson around here for new cars. But, I mean, you know, they got LS Motors sitting under their Camaro or they got Coyote Motors sitting under their Mustang. They don't know how to work on it. They don't know nothing about it. Well, you know, I'm not saying you need to be a master mechanic, but, you know, it's it's nothing to understand the principles of how your vehicle works. Exactly. I mean, when I was in school, you know what I did my 10th grade year? It was the coolest thing ever. I built by myself on a little side project a uh, a 350 motor that we put in a Nissan pickup truck. I mean, And you know what? We built this thing, and it was cool. First motor I've ever built. You keep in mind, I'm 15, 16 years old. And we go to fire it up, and the first time it fires right up. I mean, there's no better sense of accomplishment than doing something like that at such a young age. Yeah. And, and I wish I could drive that home. If someone wants to make me a motivational speaker for auto shop class in, well, in high schools, I mean, and, I'd and, love to. And, you know, not to not to knock the wind out of your sails, but I built a big block Ford when I was seven years old, and I couldn't even pull the torque wrench to tighten up <laughs> the mains in it. <laughs> Just saying. But, I mean, that's just it. How many seven-year-olds are doing I'm that anymore? I'm giving you a hard time. But, no, you're exactly right, I though. I could pull the torque wrench. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right, though. I mean, how many seven-year-olds, well, for one, sadly, how many seven-year-olds even have that opportunity like you Exactly. And but I mean, but, but just for those who enough. do, for but those who do. But you know why do. I had that opportunity? Because I was raised into that. My parents brought me exactly. into that. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, just because you're around the automotive thing doesn't mean you got to be a mechanic or a grease monkey or anything like that. But you know what? When your car has a problem, it's kind of nice to know what's going on. Troubleshooting, man. Troubleshooting. Just a rough idea. Exactly. And I'll tell you what. we That's talk- life skills. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we went from NASCAR. We were raising kids, Odd Rod. Well, I th- someone's got to. I won't tell you. So I, I think I heard something the other day that a lady was mad at the schoolhouse because they didn't teach her kid to tie his shoes. And see, that that's that's something we don't even talk about on Hot Rods and Happy Hour because we're, uh, we're not over-parenting, but that's where the problem starts. Right there. Tying right. your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And as I can see right here, you're having a problem with that already. Well, I'm wearing boots, so I don't have to worry about it. But, guys, that's all the time we got to talk. I, I Sadly, we could go on to this for hours, but we got to move on to more subjects. But stay tuned for next week. That's right, guys. We got a great show lined up for you. We'll see you around at all the shows. You guys take care. Same Hot Rod time. Same Hot Rod channel. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I'm 106.3 WORD.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 